Hey, what's up? I'm Coach G. Collins. Coach MJ, GGT. And we're here about that live podcast to talk about basketball life and everything in between. We thank you for tuning in as usual. Uh, we want to keep trying to give you guys good content and things to talk about. Obviously, during this lockdown, this pandemic, uh, the more we can talk about basketball, maybe the easier it gets. Please, again, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. One small click for you helps us out a lot. So we really appreciate it. Um, it's been maybe a couple of weeks since our last episode. Yeah, like two weeks. Yeah. Since we had uh, Coach Jelpy and his son. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of positive feedback from that. Um, so thank you for those who've been, been tuning in and listening. Again, little by little, we see uh, the subscribers go up, the follows go up, um, and it, and it it's definitely appreciated and noticed because, again, me, Ty, and Mark put a lot of a lot of effort, a lot of heart into this. Um, these two guys drive about 40 miles to come out here to make sure, you know, the show uh, takes place, and uh, I appreciate everything they do. So you can show your appreciation by just hitting that like button for us. That helps a lot. So today's uh, guest, we have a returning guest. Hey. Good, good to see you, MJ. Yeah, good to see you, too. <laughs> and, uh, back. and then we have a new guest, uh, Kendall Allen. You, hey. you, you good, bro? What's up? What's wrong with this kid? <laughs> That's the introduction of Kendall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course. And he's, he's been like this since uh, he got in here. So that, that's hilarious. Uh, but, but we're glad you're here. Um, Definitely want to, uh, before we get into the heart of the questions and everything, uh, and I want to give you guys a rundown on who Kendall is. If you don't know who MJ is, uh, I suggest you look at one of our earlier episodes. He was our first athlete, uh, athletic guest on the show. Was that episode three? I think so. Yeah, because it was yeah. Ted first yep. and then yep. him, right? Yep. It, yeah, it was either your episode three or four. So yep. if you want to refer more back to him and uh, his origins and where he mm-hmm. came from and how he's been working, please go back to that episode and check it out. It was a great episode. And it was it was in the, the infancy of the show. Yeah, Genesis. <laughs> so, you know, definitely um, check him out and then you'll get his itinerary. But a little rundown with uh, Kendall. So, Kendall, you go to Vacaville Christian, right? Yes, sir. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is, relax, kid. <laughs> All right, relax. Yeah. But I appreciate the respect. Thank you. <laughs> um, he calls you, sir. Your players don't even call you, sir. They really don't. They be talking shit. Yeah, the more grayer I get, the, the older I feel, and that shit don't help right there. But, no, um, uh, he goes to Vacaville Christian. Uh, you're a two-sport athlete, right, uh, uh, basketball and football. Um you know, let's come your a couple of your stats right here. Uh, it says freshman, uh, you've been on varsity since you were a freshman, correct? Okay. Uh, freshman year stats are 14 points, two assists, three rebounds. First team, all league, and section championship? Yeah. All right, good. Good night. Congratulations. Uh, freshman varsity football stats is uh, 992 receiving yards. Hey. 13 TDs. Hey. Wow. Okay. Not bad, kid. Not bad at all. Um, then we go to your sophomore years, uh, still assuming you're on varsity unless you had a total fucking meltdown, but <laughs> you should have <laughs> varsity stats, uh, on sophomore year was, uh, 20, let's just say 22 points per game, f- uh, five rebounds, four assists, first team, uh, shit, uh, first team, uh, all conference, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, that's great. And then football looks like you <laughs> got better in football too. <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 1,029 receiving yards, 12 TDs, mm. first team all-state, all-league, section, region, wow. And 
looks like you have and you says you have an offer from Southern University yeah. for football. Yeah. Okay. HBCU. All right. HBCU. Well, well, we'll talk more about that, but definitely uh, you got a strong resume, kid. Mm-hmm. No Thanks. doubt about that. Definitely got a strong resume. So let's get into the heart of while you're here, because, you know, you've, you've experienced a lot of unique stuff. Um, and then, you know, Kendall, feel free to jump in anytime. Don't feel like just because I'm talking to him, I'm not talking to you. But, you know, give us an update. I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, uh, and what I mean by update, don't, you know, you don't have to say the company line. Oh, it's been great. And it's been fucking wonderful. Like, no, you know, give us an update. Like, uh, how's the process been? Um, what's the, 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 I call it the prep school bubbles, right? Because most of the prep schools have their own yeah, bubble. Cause yeah. my cut, my nephew, Anthony, he's been playing for prolific preps. Hey, mm. yourself, he's in Utah right now. Oh, nice. And you know, they're, in yeah. their prep school bubbles doing their thing. So that's what I call them, the prep school bubbles. You know, what's the competition like, the coaching, the day-to-day stuff. Go ahead and uh, give us a rundown. Uh, yeah, just that whole experience, the first three months has been, uh, it's been what I call just a mountain just because I, I struggled. I, I'll be the first one to tell you I struggled pretty bad the first two months. But um, uh, then coming into the last month before we went home, I felt at my best, and that's when I was like, okay, I think it's time, like, now I can really turn this switch on, and which I did, and, you know, all that stuff he'd been posting about me when I was over there, like, that's just really what had been going on, not even just in the games, but practice. It's really just started in practice, you know, just putting myself out there and just keep working and doing what I got to do. Because I knew at one point it, was, it wasn't it was that they were better than me. It was just a matter of fact, how do I get in my comfort zone? Just because of how, you know, you, I'm coming from Vacaville where, yeah, it's competition here and there when we play, but it's not like I don't, all these kids come from these top-name schools. Like, they can – they'll be from another state, and you can they'll, – they'll be like, oh, yeah, I go to this school, and they were like, oh, I heard about your school. But in my case, you ain't – you don't know <laughs> right, nothing right. where I'm from. So it's just like, you know, how can I interpret my game into this system with these, t- with these type of players? So, yeah, it's been really fun, you know – during the process and I for once had to like sit back and be like, okay, I'm understanding why this happening. Let's just take my time and just, you know, enjoy yeah. the ride a little bit and just wait to the and, end result. And in case people don't know MJ, you know, he, he's, he plays at Scotland campus, you know, mm-hmm. and we didn't bring that up, but he, he's playing at Scotland campus. So go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. And then, and then going in November, we were supposed to we were supposed to play a lot of games through the month with our bubble. Cause that we were going to allow teams to come to, to right. our place uh some games like most of our games did get cut short short because of just the covid cases which sucks but it was nice because i mean we would play we would play like the same team multiple times but it's just nice playing another opponent yeah of course you know definitely so it, it was really fun you know we were safe nobody had got you know anything over there but it's just you know it's just it's just new you know we're learning how to take care of ourselves and just how to live in that we're in uncharted territory, no doubt about that. I think everybody's trying to figure it out as they go. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first round of vaccines just went out. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to Joe Biden. Uh, he took the vaccine. And, um, okay. you know, more and more, I, I know a few nurses and uh, um, essential workers that are taking the, the first preliminary test of vaccines. So, you know, shout out to you guys for, you know, putting yourselves on the line for that. Um, but from what I from what I've seen in research, it, it is promising. I'm kind of questioning it myself, but yeah. you know, at, at teach his own. Um, for for your school 
in general, have they handled uh, dealing with COVID and everything pretty well? Yeah, definitely. Starting with, you know, just us not being able to leave the campus. And then before we walk in the gym, taking our they got a temperature machine. We were just taking our temperatures, making sure we're at the, you know, we're not too high. And um, just they've been we've been we've been taking care of it really good. And then if they suspect somebody, you know, that has it, they have to, they have a own little dorm where they got to quarantine it all over again or get tested again. Okay. So we've been uh, definitely been handling it really good because, you know, nobody has got got anything since being over there. Good. No, that's <laughs> I mean, that's the hope. No, uh, when uh, just elaborate a little more when you say it was tough, like the first couple months, was it? When you mean it's tough, do you mean it was just acclimating to the distance? Was it the system? Was it the players? I mean, it was what, just, what I do feel you feel for me, it was the system, just the system because of, uh, I feel like at the time, everything going into it, everything was quicker. And I'm going to say, I mentally, I was kind of, you know, like, how am I, a kid from Vacaville, going to play with these kids who are four star, you know? Right already got some type of interest from college i'm just you know i kind of i'm not gonna say i felt like the little guy on campus but you know it it seemed like yeah you're trying to find your find your boy so just as i learned to adapt and i just worked like i i never worked as hard as i did as i did when i got there and i just you know i would probably be out four hours of sleep maybe less you know wake waking up next morning doing it all over again and i just wanted it bad and because I knew it was just right there and I just it was just it was reachable. And once I found it, you know, it was fun. That's no, when it just really no became fun. All right. Good. No, nice. I'm glad. Nice. OK, so for you, Kendall. Right. I was um been uh looking at uh Mark's uh, social media and stuff and seeing you making some decisions for yourself. So I wanted to kind of focus that with you a little bit. Um, especially since we're already talking about his school anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you you plan on going to his prep school, right? Scotland, yeah. Scotland Prep, January. right? Okay, good. So, you know, what are, the, what are some of the advantages of you think going to prep school as opposed to maybe going the more traditional route, which would be either like a JC or a four-year or things like that. I mean, and, and kind of what are you doing to prepare for that? Because the good part is you have some insight because you know somebody that's there and you know kind of what you need to do. But, you know, what what do you foresee as kind of your advantages and what helps lead to that decision? Uh, I felt like it was a, a big advantage was like another de- year of development and like mentally and physically because I'm not the biggest, strongest guy. So I felt like um, – the coaches, like prep school coaches, actually get your body right for college and even beyond college too. And I felt like the the coaches and like the system, like it's like a college system, so they're training you before. Put the mic uh, by your mouth. Uh, there you go. They're training you before <laughs> you go to college, so you're not like it. Nothing's new to you. Yeah, and you're already used to it. So I feel like that's a big advantage right there. Yeah. Okay. Like for real, they um just to add on, just because when we go there, they're gonna they're just always gonna say we're not preparing you for high school they're preparing preparing you for college so mm-hmm. definitely just this is college preparation and then not just that just so you can succeed in college and play further on so yeah all right sounds good no i mean um as long as long as you guys see the advantage of prep school and i i'm seeing more and more of the advantage of how prep school not only can get you guys ready for college but really can mm-hmm. you know it's kind of a nice in-between route 
you know what I mean, obviously for eligibility and things like that. So I'm glad to see more and more guys take advantage of it. Well, one thing that I kind of want to add to that, too, is just that, you know. Kendall, you're breathing into the mic. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that I do want to add to that, you know, especially with parents listening and, and players listening is prep school isn't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, especially with MJ and Kendall, you know, since I work with them that, you know, Yes, that is, especially with, you know, with COVID and everything going on. But besides, if there wasn't any COVID, the whole prep school experience, I feel like, is, you know, for for either certain players who are diamonds in the roughs, you know, who, who don't get the right exposure because of location or whatever it is, late bloomers. So, you know, especially with Kendall, you know, we've already went through this with MJ, you know, in the, in the last time we were here, but also with Kendall, um, I feel like, you know, I don't want it to be like, you know, like I'm, I know a lot of parents are probably going to be like, oh, OK, well, that's a good uh, option for my kid. And, you <laughs> yeah, know, how luck. much how much is it? And, and it's not necessarily about that. Like you do have to understand that, you know, so, especially with them going to Kendall's going to Scotland campus. MJ's been been at Scotland campus like that's a top five prep program in the nation. So they're out there, you know, they're developing killers. But at the end of the day, it's you got to have something in you for you to even be 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 qualified to you know be considered to 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 get on a team like that or anything like that so so that's just something that I wanted to throw in there for any of the parents or players listening is you know uh it's part of a blueprint you know of of trying to get to the next level and also you got, you actually got to be a dog and you got to have that heart you can't just go in there like a regular mm-hmm. old high school player you actually have to have some type of skill and mental mm-hmm. toughness, too. Because yep. they're going to test you when you go to prep school, too. Yeah, for real. Because I've seen, like, not even trying to be on no, like, let me let me lurk through your page type stuff. But, like, when <laughs> we first start going there, you know, everybody start following each other on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I look at some of their highlights, of course. Yeah. You feel me? And you feel me look like they the men at their school. But then going through these months, it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, like, Hey, like, <laughs> ain't shit. I can hang with you. <laughs> like, it ain't nothing much. Yeah. All right. So, MJ, back to you. Um, are there have there been any colleges at these games? I'm just curious how you know what the balls has there been any colleges uh, have they contacted your coaches or anything like that? There have been there hasn't been colleges uh, going to our games, but they definitely been watching the live streams and uh, just any type of film that because what I did was. After we get our full game film, I just start sending it out to every anybody who's been in contact with me, and it's been they've been reaching back um, in a couple more schools and got added. You know, after Good. this previous tournament, yeah. that I just had with Rampage, mm-hmm. just they just been you know they just checked in and just introduced themselves and stuff like that. But definitely, uh, they just been really into the live streams and that's like the first time because like i've ever experienced where a coach actually you know was looking at my games through live stream texting yeah. after the game telling me you know send me the game film so yeah it's just been it's it's a weird experience but it's actually been it's not it hasn't held anything back because i've still been able to you know find a way to get contact with them and show them what i can do nice and then what was I say well so and then talking about oops, talking about your performance. That's in the, another side of it I wanted to talk about. Um, so, you know, from what I've seen from his highlights, from just looking at your Instagram and stuff, you're 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 performing well, man. You're you're balling. You know what I mean? There's there's no bullshit in it. There's he's D one. He's D one. Somebody oh. sign this man. Like stop it. Go watch the film. Call Coach Cheney. Call my boy Sully. You know what I'm saying? Like he's performing against five star 
players, ESPN or ESPN ranked players. So I just have to throw that out there. That's man. fine. That, <laughs> that, on, that's man. as you should. Go you watch should the be, film. You should be his advocate, no yeah. doubt about that. Um, I, I'm neutral. I'm just learning. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so no. But from what I can see, I mean, you are you are performing well. You're doing well. Um, were you surprised? I mean, through this, you know, because one thing I could say. And this is just more reflecting on my own, on my own life. This is just the old man in me talking, right? Um, <laughs> this is all the gray hairs talking. But I've learned, I've learned more through the the process than the progress. You know, what I, does that make sense? Yeah, you know no, what I, I mean? Like I, I definitely do. People can see where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and they think like, "Oh, Chris just figured all this shit out." Mm-hmm. Like if you would have told me when I was your age, I'd. I, for one, I'd be working a nine to five in the middle of the fucking night. Uh, I'd, I'd have my uh, my own gym. I'd have my own company. I I'd be like, who, who, what? Like, no, I don't do that shit. Like, I I could trust me. High school version of me was very different, right? So, what I'm saying is, like, through this process, I've learned way more about myself, about life, than the actual progress. So, I'm just saying, has it kind of been the same for you? Yeah, definitely. That's why I said I'm like right now in life, I can actually say I'm at my best because that process wasn't just basketball. It was I found myself as an individual more than anything. And I would always, you know, question like, man, who am I as an individual? Like, what am I, you know, you know, you just always ask yourself questions and going through that struggle. I think once I found myself as an individual, that's when I start performing better in basketball. And that's when I just took off and I just started having fun, started being happy, positive. Like there was just like nothing that was going to tear me down. And that's when I was new. I was like, okay, like I can go as far as I want to and nobody can do nothing about it. So definitely. And then just even now, like through training and me being back home and still like, you know, just going through it, having fun, being with family. I'm still, you know, yeah, like. Give you that appreciation. Yeah, no, that's sure. what I'm saying. I just that's why I was curious if you know you look at it now and you're like, wow, this is this is who I am. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. sometimes you do got to sit back and and you know uh, admire your own work. Yeah, because you're the yeah, one that yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, I was because I was because when I start performing to expectations where I wanted to be, I was just you know surprised of just you know like, damn, I'm really doing this. Like I came all the way out here and this yeah. I'm finally getting it. Like, yeah. you know. It's, it's funny that he says that because, you know, just to give a lot of people some insight, you know, is, you know, especially, you know, I've been working with him now, you know, we're almost coming up to three years. And we say this a lot. It's like if we go back three years ago when we first met, we would have never been like, hey, man, you'd be in Pennsylvania, you know, <laughs> right. Scott right. campus. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, you know, we always, you know, we talk about that. Right. But at the same time, we've always talked about, well, the, this is what you're going to become. This is what you have to do. And he's been doing that. And so to me, you know. You know, like, so, like, coming from his side, you know, him saying, you know, those first two months he was struggling, you know, on my side of it, you know, you know, because, of course, you know, our relationship, like I said, it's not just about the basketball. You know, right. That's, that's also with Kendall. Of course. All my players, you know what I'm saying? It's more than just basketball. Yeah. And so, I saw that, you know, and, and, and at the same time, having that connection with, with uh, Sullivan Brown, who's the assistant coach, you know, my college teammate, that's kind of the advantage as well as I can talk to him mm-hmm. and find out like, yo, hey, MJ needs to do this. Right. MJ's not doing this. Or, you know, one of the big things with MJ, you know what I'm saying? We, it's about that life. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't need to talk about everything. But with MJ, like I said, when it comes to skill, athleticism, work ethic, 
to me, he has no weaknesses as a basketball player at his position. But one thing that, and to me, I believe, you know, with, with a lot of kids, especially at a young age, is trying to control your emotions, right? When, when things go bad, still trying to stay composed. And I always, you know, my favorite phrase I said to tell all my players is, you know, think like a pro, act like a pro, look like a pro. You guys aren't pros yet, but that's how you have to carry yourself. So when scouts see you and coaches see you, and when you are struggling, they're looking at you like, okay, you know, even though he's struggling, like he's still aggressive, he's still composed. And that's one of the things with him where I knew from watching, you know, watching all his games and talking to Sully was those first couple months was, you know, he was still, especially in a, in a situation like that, no family, you know what I'm saying? I'm not there to always be on him and be like, yo, bro, you'll be fine. Those coaches out there, like I said, it's, not saying that they don't care is they expect you all the players to be ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yes. so for him having to adapt to that, you know, and, and going up against these top elite players who already have D one offers from Alabama, Tennessee and Duke and all these things. I knew that he was going to struggle a little bit at first, which he did, but I knew just from when I first met him is he's very adaptable. And I knew from how it, how these last two months ended, you know, where he's dropping 27, 17, and 10. They're calling him Mr. Energy out there. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Giving him nicknames. Like, That's I was like, great. okay, like, this is this is, this is is where everything we've kind of talked about, you know, and, and at the end of the day, like I said, he just has a high work ethic. I believe that any kid, regardless of talent, if you have a high work ethic – things are going to start happening regardless. So that's one thing that I definitely give props to MJ is no matter what, you know, whether family's there or not, that he's going to lock himself inside the gym. So That's great. Well, then, uh, Kendall, go back to you. So I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit um, because it's, it's just funny how things work out like this. But, you know, uh, last episode we had Marcus, and uh, he was a two-sport athlete, mm -hmm. and he obviously went, with the uh, track that became his predominant sport. It's kind of the same with you, right? You've been a two-sport athlete. How how long have you been a two-sport athlete? Is this pretty, pretty uh, much your whole life? Like football been, and basketball? I've been playing football like, my whole life. I really started getting into basketball like sixth, seventh grade. Okay. So right. it kind of like – I never really liked basketball like that until like uh, Tehran told me to come play for MTB. That's when I started. Like I was like, "Yeah, it's okay." I'm Shout out play. to Teron Johnson, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 one of one of my players' dads. He's a he's a trainer, so I just want to give a shout out to him. Yeah, go ahead, go mm -hmm. ahead. I go to son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play, play, uh, his son Tariq play play for Coach Chris YBA. So definitely got to give a shout out to him. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, so okay, so you got into basketball and then kind of tried it and got better at it, right? So you know you walk that path and then. You now want basketball to be your primary sport, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's obviously what's leading you to the prep school because I don't know if you guys have a football team, but I don't think so. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> exactly. So you're, you know, you decided to make um, basketball your your primary sport. I kind of just was curious about the mental process of what got you there. Also, like, how did your family and friends and things react to that? Because you know, I don't know if your family more is leaning on the football side or they're mm. leaning, you know, the, you're obviously going to have a bunch of people in your ear, but it's your path to walk. You know what yeah, I mean? A lot of people didn't like my decision about like just focusing on basketball because like I have more, way more recruitment in football, all these top D ones talking to me and stuff. And like basketball, I'm not, I'm not really like known like that. So people are just like angry. You're small. You're only six foot. And then all the 
stuff. I'm just like, I don't really need to listen to them. I need to listen to myself because I'm going to be taking that decision, not them. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, it's your life. Yeah, at uh, the end of the day, it's your life. I mean, what – I mean, uh, if you if you, if you you have to respond to some of the, these people, like if they were literally in this room right now, what, <laughs> what would your response be to this? I mean, just like – Is it your life or mine? Right. Yeah. You're going to live my life. You live yours. I'm not in your business. Don't be in mine. Okay. And then, I mean, what – what make what's the appeal of basketball for you? I mean, like what? Because again, I I find the psychology of two sport athletes. Because I was a two sport athlete um, for a long time myself. My main my other main sport was uh, boxing. So, but then I I got tired of getting my nose broken. So I was like, <laughs> fuck that! I, I got a big nose. It's a big ass target. I was I was tired of that shit. So I said, I'm gonna stick to this hoop thing. So I'm just curious, like for you, you know what? made you say you know what i really love this and i want to give this a shot is it the challenge or is yeah, it the you challenge know? i felt like uh i really wanted to see if i really loved this game or not okay because i was like i was kind of like iffy about basketball because I, I actually i love football that's like because mm -hmm. i've been i've been growing up playing it but i didn't really grow up playing basketball so i was just like maybe i need to take maybe i need to see if this is actually for me okay or this football is for me Okay. I mean, the good part is you're so young. You still mm -hmm. got plenty yeah. of time. It's yeah. not like for sure. you ain't like you you got any, any mm -hmm. worries. Um, Do you think you'll have any regrets either way, or you're just going to let time kind of uh, run its course? Um, yeah. I'm just let everything handle itself. If I don't end up liking loving the game like I say I do, I'll, I'll just end up coming back or like doing two sports again like I used to be doing. All right. Yeah. No, that's that's good. So – uh, the next thing was with recruitment in general, and this is kind of for both of you guys, um, you know, with COVID, this, this is the reality. With COVID, recruitment is tough, period, yeah. for, yeah. for football, basketball, everything. I mean, the reality is, and again, I, this is just my opinion, and I'll make that very clear. I, I don't have any inside source or anything like that. I don't think there's going to be a high school season next year. I just mm -hmm. don't. Not in California, anyway. Yeah. There, there are seasons in other parts of the country, but if we're talking about our state, I don't think there's going to be a, a, a an athletic season. That's um, a big reason why I'm going all the way to Pennsylvania because I can't really like keep waiting and just like what's this because they keep pushing everything back. So I'm, yeah. I'm not going to wait for the governor mm -hmm. to allow us to play. Like if I keep waiting, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna have a season. I'm not gonna have a junior season. So that's why I, I also reclassify. Said it's wasted a whole year. Yeah. Too. So and junior Smart. year is the biggest year of recruitment too. Yeah, and yep. what and what makes it tough is because you are gonna have this this weird paradigm. We talked about it last episode with the 2021 classes because the 2021 kids that are freshmen at these at these universities right yeah. now basically get a free year. I mean, mm -hmm. they because they they get to keep their year mm -hmm. right. So. Again, if I'm a college coach in my university and I know I get a freshman for two years, I get a year to really mm -hmm. mold this kid and work with him, and then I get to do it again. I'm building these kids up. So I'm, if I'm the college coach, I'm not even looking for recruits at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I just know I got a bunch of free kids. So what pisses me off, it really hurts you guys because they're not saying, oh, you get another high school year. Like, yeah. oh, mm -hmm. you get another chance to play in high school. Like, no, you guys still have to move forward. You still have to graduate. I really feel bad for those high school seniors for this year because yeah. they're going to be in this really weird Tough. limbo area, right, where yeah. no colleges are going to look at them. Yeah, they could try JC, but again, and I am a JC coach, there is no JC season, and all the kids re-recruited get to 
hold their year. So there's no need for me to go get any more kids in my JC. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no need. Right. Uh, one thing you learn in business is, you know, the market tells you what it wants, right? Because if I come up with a product and it sells a lot of fucking, uh, uh, shares or a lot of, a lot Mm -hmm. of product, the market's telling me that there's a need for it. Well, right now there's no need in the basketball market for athletes for 2021 because I've already got them basically. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 I, I think it's really tough. I'm just curious because you guys are the athletes. Um, I, you know, I'm a coach, so I'm not in the heart of it, but have you guys talked to some of your friends or some of your, uh, uh, fellow athletes? Have they expressed like how frustrated they are with this season and stuff? Yeah. A lot of seniors that I know are like from other schools are really frustrated. I see it all the time on Twitter Nobody's offering. They're just offering all the top guys, like top five stars, mm-hmm. four stars. Of course, they're going to offer them. Yeah. But, like, for the low-recruited guy, like the two stars and unranked, it's, they're, they're frustrated because they have no f- senior film. And, like, yeah, they just have to base off their junior film from last year. And I'm pretty sure everyone's got better, improved. So, last year, them, and this year, them, it's two different people. Okay. Yeah. What about uh? What about you, MJ? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know a few kids, especially from Vacaville. I just know because I just feel for them because I know how hard they work. You know, for this whole off season, just so mm-hmm. they can't be there won't be a season. And I know I bet those kids want it and just want to play, whether or not you know whether or not they get recruited by the next level. I just know how much love they got for the sport, and you know basketball was just like. You know, getaway, like, you know, to even get to a spot where you get a free education or possibly that. And it just sucks for them, you know. And it sucks for everybody. Yeah. I feel for everybody, you know. It is tough. Yeah. And luckily enough, I was able to get this opportunity at at where I'm at. So I'm in a better place than some kids. But, you know, it's even – I know that if it's hard for me where I'm at, I know, like, for other kids, this is really a struggle, so. I can believe that. I, um, Tough times. So, Kendall, for you, because um, from uh, MJ's episode, we kind of already talked about this, but anytime, you know, I have a kid that specifically, like, me or Mark coached or trained or anything like that, I always want to talk about that relationship. So, you know, how how has been, you know, training with Mark uh, and – you know, just in AAU basketball, just everything. How how has that helped you progress athletically uh, and physically and things like that? It helped me a lot because, like, when I came in, I wasn't, like, my free throw percentage, my ball handling, my mental toughness. It, everything was just, like, it was, like, okay, but, like, it's just, like, it's all – I was inconsistent and stuff. And I felt like when I went to Mark, I actually, like, per, like I took off, like, my – uh when I had my AAU tournaments, I wasn't struggling. It felt, like, easy to me. Um, every time I missed a shot, I just moved on with it. Just, like, I just kept pushing it. And my mental toughness is the main thing for me because, uh, like, last year, I just I just couldn't keep it together. Like, I will just flip out every time I missed a free throw, missed a shot that I know I was supposed to make. And it was just throwing me off, my like, all my games and stuff. And all the games, like, my team needed me, too. Yeah. And I was just, like, mentally, I wasn't there. No, it's all right. It's a learning process. You just got to hit that delete button and move forward. One one thing I kind of want to add to that, you know, with with Kendall is, like, especially, and this was, you know, a big thing when, when he decided to choose basketball because, you know, I sat down with his mom and dad and I told them straight up, like, I don't want this 
decision because because of me. Like I wanted right. him to make this decision because he had a passion for either football or basketball. And like I told them, it's like, of course, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not a football guy. That's not my thing. Like right. my thing is basketball. And so seeing him, you know, he, he, you know, I remember, you know, your mom reached out to me over the summer and, you know, I remember her calling me like, and, and, and I, so I give respect to your mom. Like she was low key, like drilling me, like, like this is my son. And, and these are, this is the blueprint I want him to follow. I've had other trainers and he's this kind of athlete and this and that. So, you know, I was like, Ooh, damn. Okay. Like, you know, that's <laughs> high expectations. But, you know, like I told your mom, which is the same thing I tell you. It's like, at the end of the day, it's if, if, if you have a passion you know what I'm saying, for a sport and for her to call me and you willing to try it out. The reason I feel like you're where you're at now that you're about to take this leap to Scotland is because, like I said, I saw, I know you're a pure athlete. You're an athlete, you know what I'm saying, with the football, the bat, even track. You didn't talk about track. Like, he does track. But the thing was, I saw, you know, from, from a basketball standpoint, like, I saw qualities where I'm like, wait a minute. He's been balancing football, basketball, and even track. Like, he hasn't even went 100, really, you know, with really one sport. And so the times that he's been working with me, I remember when you were about to go to Utah, and remember we were, like, in the lab for, 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 for months, you know, leading up to that, you know, and, and you were just killing. Then you were playing against 18U. Yeah. Averaging, like, 20 and, and, and to me, you know, like I said, you know, regardless of his height, like I see the qualities with his passing. Like he averaged 21 points per game his sophomore year. He only averaged four. But, you know, not 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 putting anything on Vacaville Christian, but the talent there isn't the same. So he had to average the 21 points. Right. But when I see him in training, when he's competing against our elite guys and I see how he, you know, his instincts and everything like that, I'm like, if you put that with elite talent. Like, man, you know, and, and, and he's grinding through a whole season of basketball and working out every day. Like, I truly believe, like I said, who knows? He might become and make it to the NFL or whatever. But right now, and, you know, I'm a person that lives in the moment. Right now that he's with me, we're doing this basketball thing. He's actually going to Scotland with MJ. My mindset right now is like, okay, how do we make you the best basketball player you can be? And, and from that, I've been just seeing, like, wait a minute. Like, your shooting is improving. Like he's, he's improving fast. Good. You, know, you know it too. You know, like yeah. there's certain yeah. kids that it takes them a while, yeah. and then there's other kids who are like, "Damn, okay, we've only been doing this for a month, and you've already pick it up picked quick. it up." Exactly. And so, to me, that's why that's why I feel like for him to pick the basketball side of it, you know, what I'm saying, I know, I know, at the end of the day, there is a little bit of influence because you know, I see him every day. We train, we have our conversations. He's around MJ. He's around other players. You know, what I'm saying that I work with is to me, there's something in him that is telling him. That he can do this. So to me. And you got to go for it. Exactly. And I feel like you you in a good situation, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, yeah. And I I know the progress because I've seen it. Because funny. Well, on a side note, funny story. This is how small life is and basketball community is. I saw you. uh, (laughs) uh, 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 I've coached against you twice. Oh, I remember. Coached against him twice. Yeah. you might not remember because I think you were a freshman. I think I even tried to recruit you that yeah, year. Yeah, I remember you told me that. I tried to recruit him that year. Uh, uh, but you chose the wrong team, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> oh, hot, <laughs> shots. hot shots, yeah. yeah. Hot shots at freshman year because I thought him and Malik would be a good uh, mm-hmm. duo together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Rose, we went to Folsom. Um, and we ended up playing you guys at, uh, at Harwood, and there was so much hype around this game because yeah, this is when okay. this guy, Lewis, was – 
doing yeah, way too much. It was and, all the ranked players in NorCal. Yeah, and it was. Okay. I had my ranked guys. He had yeah, his ranked. Yeah. So he was like, oh, hot shot. And then, like, three of the players that played at hot shots with him, mm-hmm. at least in that game, um, used to play for me. It okay. was uh, James, Julian, and Tay. Yeah. And they played for me in eighth grade. And this they left freshman year. He basically poached my kids. But like I told <laughs> you, you know, that dude has had a real shady history. Damn. But even still, um, there was a lot of hype around that game. I mean, yeah. he's talking on social media. I didn't engage at all. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I didn't yeah. engage. Yeah. He's doing most of the talking. I just want the kids to play because I thought it would just be a great game because I thought, like, shit, these are some good-ass players mm-hmm. against my good-ass – you know me, I'm all yeah. about competition. Exactly. Bring me the good player. And yeah. so – and it was. It was a really good game. Um, uh, He got a tech. I remember that. Okay, That's when he got a tech. Ah, yeah. He got mad at Malik. Malik, yeah. and I know what he did. Yeah, he did man, some little man, shit. Malik was like, <laughs> he was like testing me and stuff, and I like he did something. I, I forgot. Like he like did. <laughs> he got a reaction out of him. Yeah, he got a reaction out of him. You know, they always yeah, see the second guy. Yeah, yeah. But again, I I ain't gonna lie. I kind of told him fuck with you because you know you were their best point guard. I was yeah. like, I said, hey, that kid, <laughs> fuck with him a little bit. See mm-hmm. what he does, and you mm-hmm. reacted. And and uh, but you still got back in the game. You had a solid game, yeah. and and so and then fast forward, we just played against you again recently yeah. over oh, really? at courtside. Yeah. yeah, remember you were recording. You the oh second, yeah, you the second game. You know, yeah, when I got right. hurt, yeah, like, right. You didn't, you didn't yeah. end up coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he, um, you played well. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I've seen, I've seen the progress. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. saw him in that freshman game, yeah. and then just before, obviously courtside and stuff shut down. I saw you play again, yeah. and. Right. I see the progress in what you're talking about. So, yeah. you know, keep it up. That's yeah. basically the best thing I can tell you. Keep it up. Yeah. Yep. Um, so switching gears uh, to some of the fun stuff, uh, let's talk the NBA. Right? Hey, let's talk about tomorrow. the NBA. Tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the quick hot takes and <laughs> stupid shit going on in the NBA. <laughs> and obviously our picks for uh, the fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. First, let's lead off with uh, James Harden. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> I mean, enough analysts have talked about it. I'm just going to give my quick rundown. You guys, in this stuff, you feel free to point out or say whatever you want to say. But, uh, you know, I definitely don't like the way he's handling this. I don't think he's handling it like a professional. Yeah. And uh, this is where I this is where I get frustrated with athletes because, um, like, LeBron James is someone who embraces his platform. Yeah. He understands – I mean, shit, even to some, like, I shouldn't even say some levels. Guys like a Steph Curry, uh, uh, even a Chris Paul, even though sometimes he can be a dick. But I'm just saying overall these these men, these black men, understand mm-hmm. the platform that they're on. They understand what I do affects the yep. world around me. If if you heard about LeBron James, 35 years old, I think he's 35, 36. Yeah. 35, about to be 36, 36 years yep. old, in the club. Yep. And being unprofessional, knowing this man is a family man, married man, mm-hmm. and, and to each his own. I'm not yeah. saying don't live your life, but knowing that you're doing this publicly, mm-hmm. basically looking like a spoiled little brat and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that old James Harden shouldn't be allowed to live his life. Let me make that clear. He's 31 years old. He's a millionaire. He can do whatever the fuck he want, but he does have to respect and understand what I do has a trickle-down effect yeah. because you guys are – 
hopefully lucky enough to have people in your corner that would never let you do some dumb shit like that. But there's some kids out there that look at something like that and they yep. want to emulate that. Exactly. And I, that's to me, where's the irresponsible part. You're not respecting the influence and platform you have, regardless of the organization and him wanting to be out and the Rockets been letting him do what he wants. I remember, I think one analyst called it, it said the Rockets has ran like a high level AAU team. <laughs> It's not even ran like an NBA organization. Like mm-hmm. James Harden comes to practice when he feels like it. He comes mm-hmm. late. If he, if they have uh, uh, an away game, they know he's going to stay an extra day mm-hmm. or two and be in the club. I mean, players switching teams. Yeah. Chris Paul, Westbrook, Dwight Howard, Clint Capella don't yeah. even play there no more. Exactly. So, you know, I that that's just my part in it. I I think it's stupid and. You know, you got you got to handle yourself better. So if you guys ever fortunate enough to make it to the league or something, just try to keep that in mind. <laughs> try to keep in mind right. there's younger right. people that are looking at you. Yeah, I just feel like the timing too of with everything that's going on with him. You know, demanding the trade. You know, training camp is happening, and and you know I've seen you know I've seen you know they got the the picture of him looking like fat hearted. You know, like <laughs> like he's he's basically he he's trying to play himself into shape. But then, yes, like going to the strip club and everything during the time where all your teammates are in training camp. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, blasting it on social media with all these rappers, knowing that, yes, like like, like you said, I mean, all these players are going to live their lives, but it's just the timing of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, that's pretty bad. for. And he's a really special player. Yes. So for that, like, that's, to me, not... I mean, we're all we're, who knows what's going to happen five, ten years from now. If this is going to tarnish his legacy, but he don't got no ring. You know, he's 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 known to be a player that dribble, 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 scores and scores and scores. And that's not basketball, you yeah. know. So that's that's right now where it's kind of affecting him and his legacy, where it's like this is what he's going to be known for. So hopefully, man, something uh, turns around as long as he don't go to the net. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> this, uh, this, uh, the next kid I want to talk about, uh, well, kind of two of them, but definitely want to talk about this kid, uh, LaMelo. Mm. Um, is he, is he living up to the hype so far? What do you guys think? He, he's cool. He's just, I feel like he's inconsistent with a shot, though. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, his playmaking ability is off the charts yes. for a rookie. Yes. Yeah. His yes. playmaking ability is his best ability, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like he's getting overhyped, though. Like, Could be. I mean, it's a balance of both, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we were joking about earlier. Uh, you know, he came into the league six seven. Now he's six nine. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, "Yeah, all yeah, right, whatever." Nah. It's all over the place. Yeah. But the, his upside is is crazy. Yeah, 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 his yeah, upside yeah. is crazy. The only sure. the only part for me where I'm a little worried is because he's in Charlotte, and this is where I mean where I'm worried about it. Because again, I'm 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 looking at it from a coaching perspective, an analytical mind. Uh, MJ and that organization has not shown an ability to develop talent that like they don't they have not shown an ability to get high level players and have them reach their peak. Right. So arguably you could you could say arguably uh, Charlotte has the they got the most upside player in the draft. Mm -hmm. I would say that's a. For to sure. me, a fair mm-hmm. assessment. Not to say he's the best player because mm-hmm. he's not, but he has the most upside because the reality is, again, he's a six, seven point guard. He yeah. sees the court well. He makes plays. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not taught. That's just yeah. natural. Yep. You know, yeah, there's some dudes. If you've ever played with an amazing passer, you know what it's mm-hmm. like. It's like, man, you you just you love playing with mm-hmm. that guy, and he mm-hmm. is that kid. But yeah. again, the organization that he in isn't shown the best. 
way of helping those guys reach their potential. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Michael Jordan hasn't had a good rap sheet as an owner. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like he had to pick LaMelo Ball at number three. I mean, whether it's, I mean, because of COVID, but whether it's because of ticket sales to get him in there or, or whatnot. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like LaMelo definitely has a, has a, uh, out of all the brothers, you know what I'm saying? He definitely has the most upside, like you said, um, shooting mechanics, but this is how I look at it, especially with NBA players that come into the league. Like you're getting paid millions of dollars to develop every single year. So if he does, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big LeVar Ball fan. You know what I'm saying? If everybody hasn't known it, and, and, and I believe that no matter what, you know what I'm saying? No matter what his, the, the dad says, if you take away the dad, you know, these boys are hard. You're not just the number three pick because your dad is overhyping you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, uh, like you're, you were drafted number three. And I feel like as long as the focus is developing every year to where I'm a – look at Lonzo Ball shot. He don't – this man shooting pull-up mid-range off one, two dribbles now where before he couldn't do that. He was a set shot, fling it from his face. So, well, LaMelo being in the NBA and, 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 and basketball is 24-7, his shot I don't think is going to be looking like that next two to three years. The passing is going to get only better because he's playing against high-level players. His yeah. body, look, even Lonzo, his body, is, he's going to get built into his body. Right. And like I said, it's, it's the family. Like, the Ball family, that is what they were brought up on. And I, so I feel like he has a good family structure to where if the coaches and if Jordan ain't on him, his dad's definitely going to be on him. You know what I'm saying? Because like he said, they were born to try to be better than Jordan. So whether they reach that point or not, they, I believe that they should, they are going to be working towards that and try to be their best, best uh, individual selves. But I feel like Lamelo is going to be. And remember, Lamelo don't got to stay in Charlotte forever. You see all these players, two, three year contracts, they bouncing. Yeah. You know, you see Lonzo, he didn't even take an extension with the Pelicans. You know, saying he's going to wait till next summer. And I've been saying it, and I'm gonna keep saying it. All three brothers, if not all three, two of them, they all gonna come together one day and <laughs> play on the same the team. Time. Watch, no, watch, no, yeah. Watch, well, watch. Then, uh, if uh, whatever team he's on finesses uh, Leangelo <laughs> like they did, yeah, yeah, Angelo, I mean, he'll, game. He'll, he'll be he'll be he'll be on the bench. He'll be he'll be he'll be in attendance at the game. <laughs> like, yeah, funny. all three brothers are in attendance at the game. You're hey, right but but that. look at look at the politics side of it. Look at look at Giannis's brother. Right, yeah. one plays on his team. He don't play, but he's on the bench in Milwaukee, and the True. other one play for the Lakers. So I feel like if one of them can be really, really good, they gonna have power. That's you know, true. if Lamelo becomes really, really good, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I want my brother to be over here. You know, right. yeah. There you go, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> so but you no, never know. I um, well, the biggest thing I want, the next thing I wanted to talk about was, especially because this has become kind of a hot topic too, is uh, uh the media, sports media, mm. right? Uh, Kyrie Irving has had his choice words for it. Um, just recently. Uh, there was a commentator, I cannot remember that guy's name, and I listened to him too. It's not Stephen A. or anything like that. Uh, but he talked about De'Aaron Fox mm -hmm. and compared him to uh, Ja, Ja Morant, and said, yeah. uh, he said, Ja Morant is who De'Aaron Fox thinks he can be or wishes he can be. He said mm -hmm. some out-of-pocket stuff like that. And, it, and, the, and the question wasn't even, yeah. didn't even pertain to uh, De'Aaron Fox. So And so he talked about this analyst on twitter and said you a bitch like you know and, and 
yeah. so on and so forth. And and uh, my question, and then of course, you know, Kyrie uh, is definitely under the microscope yeah. for everything he does, especially when he called the media pawns and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. I guess my question is, can can media go too far? Yeah, they they go too far just for a story. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's, it's just everything about the money and the story, the headlines, and all this, and they're. They could be out of pocket sometimes. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. So not even just basketball, too. Like, especially through all this, like, it's when the virus first, you know, came. Like, it was just just out of pocket stuff, you know. Like, it, yeah. it just really got to a point where it's just, you know, you can't you can't control it. But people just, you know, speak their opinion. And it just starts stuff, you know. True. You got the followers and the people who are against it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie is... He has some good points, you know what I'm saying? Because we all know, you know, you, you know, like the the media is going to try to get the best story and try to poke these players' buttons because at the end of the day, they don't care, you know what I'm saying? They just want them to get a reaction, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. what you said about him, you know, you got the tech, you know what I'm saying? Because you're just trying to, trying to mess with them, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing is how much can I push these players who, who yes, they make millions of dollars, but yet at the end of the day, they go through through you know there's the 82 game season they're traveling they're going through uh, stuff off the court who knows you know how many baby mamas they got or all this other stuff and then the media is here just poking the bear but then at the same time what's also tough is when you play in the nba you know you know it comes with this you know what i'm saying you so that's the contract yeah you know what i'm saying you sign it, you're getting paid millions of dollars the media is actually helping you get paid you're you're reaching the fans or whatnot so yes the media they're they're, they're gonna do there's gonna be good people good reporters and there's gonna be the reporters you know what I'm saying, who want to get the get the bad stuff out of you and so to me i feel like like what you said like lebron james and i remember kobe was like they were smart with it. You know what I'm saying? They still answered the questions. They still did their obligations when it came to the media. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they, they weren't so, so, so effective. Like when, you know, you know how KD and Kyrie are, you know, they are, you know, yeah. the word is sensitive, you know, they're sensitive players, you know? And I feel like, yeah, you can either, I feel like Kyrie and KD are now trying to, instead of what Kobe and, and, and Jordan and players back in the day, where they're kind of just trying to ignore it and just, you know, try to give them small answers they're more now trying to like let them know well i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i don't like you this is how i feel this is my life so now i feel like the media and certain people are kind of like whoa like this is different you're not supposed to say that you know you're not supposed to open up like that so i remember charles barkley was saying something like to Kyrie, like not saying to shut up and dribble but something like 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 bro like just play basketball you know what i'm saying like this is what you're supposed to do but i don't know i kind of i kind of feel where kyrie's coming from but then at the end of the day i'm thinking like i don't know i'm not in that position i never played in the nba i'm like damn well, if you can pay millions of dollars just answer the questions true so i don't know you know like I, it's it's tough it's tough it is yeah. I, I mean again it's just a balancing act at least where i come uh, my perspective on it yeah and and when you this is the dangerous part when you say blanket broad statements without being specific that's where i think is the problem like him saying all you guys in the media are pawns well you you have former pro athletes who are very strong advocates like we were just talking about it before with uh, shannon sharp shannon sharp is a very strong advocate of keeping shit real but speaking on the athlete's behalf um you know because he's he's been in that spot at least yeah. 20 plus years not only as a player but as you know an analyst and whatnot and 
you and now he is a part of the media. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, Kendrick Perkins. You know what yeah. I mean? Even yeah. agree or disagree with his stance on things, he yeah. is a a former player who speaks his mind. Yeah. And so when you say, "Well, you're all pawns," yeah, you know that's that's. I can imagine being in that perspective. That's pretty insulting. You know what I mean? Because it's like, dude, I was a hooper just like, you know, I was I'm on your side, you know. So that's where I would say, like, I like actually what De'Aaron Fox did, where he spoke specifically about the guy who spoke about him and Mm -hmm. called him a bitch. Like, yes, do that. Talk. You gonna talk? Yeah. Find the specific person. Yeah, Don't yeah, put yeah. everybody in that same yeah. boat because yeah. everybody's. Because again, you know, people like Skip Bayless, they get paid to yeah. say outlandish shit. Exactly. Like that's why yeah. they get a check. You know yes. what I mean? Um, what's the what's the what's the fat motherfucking name? I hate him. Um, Whitlock. Whitlock. Oh, Whitlock. Whitlock. Man. I mean, he fucking he yeah. his fan base is yeah. fucking. Trump supporters. I mean, yeah, shit. That's yeah. his fan base. He yeah. he says the wild shit. Yeah. He says yeah. to get that appeal. But there's yeah. a reason he no longer has a job on ESPN. However, mm-hmm. his net worth is still worth four million. Damn. Because now he has his own podcast. He has his own YouTube mm-hmm. show. And guess where all those fans went? Yep. Right there to him because yep. he panders to what yeah. they want to hear. And then yeah. of course they're like, "Well, see, the fat black guy said it. So it must be exactly. fucking real." Like he exactly. just verifies all the stereotypical yep. dumb shit they say. I mean, yep. this is there are analysts that are gonna use that power for sure to get ahead yep. there's no doubt about that it's true this is the same man that said you know lebron james getting nigger put on his house was an inconvenience yeah like come on man but this dude's worth four million so somebody is watching this yeah. somebody is paying yeah. this man a, 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 yep. a check so yep. i just think as a as an athlete you got to educate yourself and you got to understand like shit this is part of this is part of the the process and i have to, i have to deal with it yep. cuz i signed the contract it's true so you know for you guys be careful what is he what laughing, laughing at, at Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> what are you over here dying about Kendall, man. <laughs> i already know what you're laughing at too <laughs> all right so uh for other current events outside of the nba just a quick update on, you know, California and the athletic situation out here, including my own AU club in my area over here. Um, if anybody's come to Rockland and seen Courtside Hardwood or my gym, it's like a ghost town right now. There's It's literally foggy as shit. Right? <laughs> and yeah. it, it is nobody around here. Yeah. So um, just shit, I'll put it out. The Department of Justice came uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, Officer Picklestein came with his little fucking badge and <laughs> told me shut down. Like you said, he came in, said shut down, or we are going to sue you. And I was Damn. like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna shut down. But uh, that's only temporary. Uh, we should be up and running uh, back, and hopefully January 5th. Um, you know, he he shut down courtside, shut down hardwood, um, shut down myself. I know I've talked to other coaches. Like I talked to Ryan from Touch Shooting the other day. He said, you know, he's been getting his – they've been threatening him and, and yeah. people been, you know, commenting or calling or whatever. It's it's basically a bunch of Karens calling and, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, they're still doing it. You know, they're still playing basketball. You know what I mean? Soldier Town in the Bay shut down. The Bay is under yeah. complete lockdown. I mean, they're worse than us. Um, I was talking to one of my friends about it. Uh, he's a coach at Cal. Uh, one of the women's coach, um, Wendell, and I and I said to him, I says, oddly enough, it's like it's like basketball or just sports in general. We're we're living in a prohibition of sports, right? And in case you guys are 
too young to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Back back in the uh, 50s and 60s, uh, they did a prohibition in America of uh, making it illegal to drink alcohol. Right. They actually made it illegal. And so what that did was it made a bunch of underground uh, uh, breweries and distilleries where people were basically making underground alcohol uh, sales go up and things like that. We're kind of living in that in the sports world because I'm going to be real with you. There's a bunch of under the table open runs and all and all this. You know, it's like you got to sneak to play basketball. That's this. That's. Think about that. It's kind of fucking ridiculous that we're living in that. Like you, we're living in an age where uh, basketball. Yeah. There's an underground railroad for hoop. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. how do you? What do y'all guys think about that for the basketball community? Uh, you would just never thought it would have been like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Look, like we really got to also compare it to like Harriet Tubman, yeah, sneaking out the slaves and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. got to sneak to we got <laughs> to sneak to get we shots up. Sneak. <laughs> like people will literally pay just anything just to get in the gym. Yeah, it's like, yeah, know, it's crazy. I don't know, man. It's and again, you know, think well. Some places I shouldn't say all. I mean. Some places have cut off the rims on outdoor courts. Yeah, yeah. they've been cutting off the, all the rim. Like I'm surprised. Like Winters is probably the only court I know. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, like the old parts I used to go to, all the rims is off. Like damn. Like that was really for real. Yeah. yeah. The one by my house is. Hell, off they cut too. off wow. hella rims. I'm like damn. Yeah. Like for real. We're so I'm saying we're living in an age of underground hoop. I heard because uh, I live in Dixon. Um, the city is trying to ban people who have hoops on their streets oh my God. like wait a minute like what <laughs> yeah i heard about that i'm like what like you can't have a hoop and you can't have your own hoop outside like, right that's and, crazy. and that's and that's where i'm like i'm like wait this is Come just on, getting man. this is getting out of hand this Come is going on. too far again yeah, bro. i'm not making light of the fact we live in a pandemic i'm not but at some point people do have to make decisions for themselves and mm-hmm. you know if if people choose play sports then that's their choice if you choose to that was supposed to be the the premise of of this country is you had freedom of choice freedom of speech right that's that's these are all of our amendment rights so let us live those you know what i mean you can't we we don't live in a dictatorship and if that's the route we're gonna go that's damn sure gonna create a lot of Mm -hmm. problems amongst people but Again, the vaccines are starting to come out, so who knows? Maybe yeah. a year from now, all this shit will be just something we talk about. But, you know, I, I just found that pretty interesting looking and reflecting back, especially now because my gym shut down, you know <laughs> what I mean, and everything around me shut down. It's like, damn. Crazy. <laughs> if I want to do an open run, I got to really, like, sneak and do it and be like, okay, look, park right. your car over there, walk right, over here, right. make sure you look around, make sure nobody following you. I'm no like, posting. Don't yeah. post anything. Yeah, don't post it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm really doing something illegal. I know. That's but crazy. it's 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 just, a game. Just basketball. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully things get better. Uh, uh, the last thing is I want to, especially because this week, I uh, wanted to, because especially for our fans. Uh, want to wish everybody a good Christmas, right? Because that's coming up, obviously. Um, I'm <laughs> fucking dying at UPS every night. but no, <laughs> Grinding, I, my boy, yeah, grinding. Yeah, I try, man. I, uh, but no, I definitely want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, I want uh, everybody to be safe out there. Enjoy your families. I know with COVID, some people can see their grandparents, some can't, mm-hmm. and that kind of is tough because yep. obviously you want to make sure uh, that demographic, stays healthy for sure um 
I'm, I'm, I know for me, I'm gonna try to see my mom, but my mom's type two diabetic. So she's mm. like nervous to, yeah. you know, uh, have me come by. But I told her, you know, I haven't seen her and shit. I haven't seen my mom in like a year. Wow. So, yeah. so I told her, I was like, nah, I'm going to come by. I'm going to go to Oakland, say yeah. what's up to you, things like that. What, what about what about you, Mark? What you doing for Christmas? Yeah, so every uh, every Christmas, you know, since I moved out here to Dixon, we always go to uh, Vegas. My family's from Ve is in Vegas. Nice. So this is going to be the first Christmas where we don't do that because, you know, because of COVID. So that's going to be tough. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you guys? You open some uh, presents? Shoot, <laughs> shoot, I don't even worry about presents no more. <laughs> Only gift I want for Christmas is an offer. Hey, uh, hear him out. Hear him out. That's good. <laughs> That's the right thing to say. Shit. Yeah. What about what about you, Kendall? What the fuck is wrong with this? Did you sleep, bro? <laughs> He need a haircut. That's what he <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give him a haircut. Uh, mm, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Shit. Wake up, be in my drawers. <laughs> and head back upstairs. Like. All right. There you go. That sounds like a good Christmas. I'm probably just going to sleep most of my so I ain't worried about it either. Um <laughs> I want to talk uh, respectfully, disrespectful before we get out of here. Um, basically, a subject I was kind of thinking about. Uh, I got a call uh, from, and I want to give this dude a lot of respect, uh, uh, Coach Jay from uh, CTB. He gave me a call because he wants one of my eighth grade players, uh, Muhammad, uh, to play with him in this tournament. And and I and the, and also I've when Elijah from uh, Team Rampage came for. Um, to my team, to my 16U team, me and Bracey okay. talk, nice. right? And I appreciate coaches that can do that. That's yeah. one thing I want to just point out. Like, I appreciate coaches that could collaborate together because it made me think because of your relationship with uh, Bracey and Mark and mm -hmm. the way they can communicate and collaborate mm -hmm. for to try to help you be your best, you know what I mean? Like, and and I and uh, like Tariq's dad and, yeah. and just all that. Yeah. I just want to give a sh uh, shout-out and definitely say I respect those coaches out there and trainers and whatnot who who can do what's right for the athlete and it's not an ego thing it's not a you're my player don't mm -hmm. play for nobody else you I you're, I train you don't train with anybody I'm a big advocate look go through any fucking episode you want I say it all the time play as much as you fucking want play for who you want you got to figure out as the athlete who gets the best out of you. If it's not me, that's fine. There's going to be somebody else. You know what I mean? So for those coaches who respect that and, and handle it the right way, I definitely want to uh, give you guys a shout out. But on the flip side of that, this is what brings me to the respectfully disrespectful part. Um, I'm noticing in the basketball community even more so, I would say, and again, Maybe you guys might have a little bit of this perspective as players or here or here or have talked about it as players growing up in this day and age in the AAU circuit because AAU is very different for you guys than it was for me, just being honest. Um, you know, there's a lot of division, it feels like, amongst uh, these AAU programs, these coaches, um, trainers, uh, scouts, handlers, whatever, you know, pronoun you want to give them. Like, um, it seems to be a lot the more successful some places are there seems to be a lot of jealousy uh and and the the, the reality is this and mark cuban said it and I, I something that sticks with me too he says you know when when you're successful people want 
want to see you fail. They, that's just reality of it. The more success you get, there's somebody waiting to watch you fail. There's somebody what there is somebody waiting to for this gym to fail. There's somebody waiting to see YBA fall the fuck apart and then they try to that's just the reality of it because of the success we've been able to build there's somebody waiting for him to fail there's somebody it's just the way the way the world works i don't like it but it's the way it works i hate to see it more and more in the basketball community because i think because of the shutdowns and because you got a lot of people scrambling trying to figure out how they're gonna pay their bills and how they're gonna feed their family so they're getting more and more cutthroat they're getting more and more you know they're they're really exposing themselves you know what i mean the gloves are coming off more and more so my my question i guess is you know are we stuck just living this way in this basketball community or is there ways we can make this better i don't know man i feel like it's uh it's been like this (laughs) like and it's gonna keep being like this and and i feel like you have to like i feel what you're saying you know i feel like we all should do our own parts to kind of like i said whether it's collaborating or you know one thing that i always me and bracy always like to say is you know like like we're a village you know like if we're helping Mm -hmm. a kid it's like we're a village and and at the same time i know that like yes we can do that but it has to be you know a a bigger a bigger effort you know i'm saying and and at the end of the day if if that doesn't happen then i feel like you really just have to kind of like focus on your own little village your own circle and 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 try to really you know build upon that and don't let it you know, don't don't let it be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying, and and, and let that negativity come in. So, so yeah, and like even with them, you know what I'm saying, with, with with Kendall and MJ and a lot of my players, that's one of the things is you know like like be very very uh, uh, particular in the people that you surround yourself with. You know what I'm saying? And the people that want to help you. Because, of course, everybody wants to help. You know, right. hey, man, I could do this for you, man. I can give you these <laughs> shoes, man. I can do this. But at the end of the day, like, you should really just focus on the, you know, the, the more genuine people who are, who are, it's, it's not about the money. You know what I'm saying? It's actually about the kids. So, so yeah, man, like you said, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Have you guys, have you guys felt that as players? I mean, I'm always curious from your guys' perspective. Have you ever had coaches or trainers or just anyone that made you guys feel like like you were wrong for playing for someone else or you were like you you felt that yeah how, how did how did i mean you don't have to throw them under the bus or nothing but what i'm trying trying to understand is like how did that make you feel like as a player like you feel like i'm like like a slave like i'm just yours or something it's like i should be able to like play for a team that's giving me the best opportunity i'm not just gonna i get about the loyalty thing, but I'm going to do what's best for me and, like, my recruitment and what's going to help me get to the next level, did not it, for the coach's benefit. Did it surprise you, kind of, their reaction sometimes? or was Yeah, it? because I was just like, wow. Like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, why would you even say that to, like, a, a player? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why? Have you ever experienced any kind of... Uh, I had a situation. Uh, before I went to Rampage, I was, like, not. I wasn't... With this team, because I didn't play a tournament with them, but I was just, I would, he, first he was like kind of like I, w- I would work out with the coach, and then you know he was like we're gonna play with our AAU team, and at the time I wasn't you know in one, so I was agreed to him, and then when Bracy hit me up um, for Rampage, I knew I kind of knew texting Bracy, I was like okay, this is the right opportunity for me mm-hmm. instead of being with this, even though I already said yes to him, I right. had to like that's when I like first had to you know probably my first real decision where I just had to grow up and just tell him like um like I'm moving to rampage you know because of this this yeah and he was like you know I knew him as a I knew him as a coach since I was younger and it was like I'm a I'm a big hearted person so it was like 
kind of hard for me to do stuff like that, but I knew I had to do it. And he was just like, you know, he was still trying to want me, kind of wanted me to stay, but, you know, as him knowing, like, okay, well, I'm going to just let him move on and just see what he does there. And then, you know, we touched bases a little later and then talked about it and just, you know. He, did he so, give you Did he give you any backlash or was he overall nah, okay with it? He was, he was okay. I, I don't know because he texted like he was okay with it, but I kind of knew like yeah. Yeah, he felt a type of way. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's love, though. You know, he just wanted me to right. play with him and stuff like that. And, I, and, I, and again, I, to speak on – just the trainer coaching side of it I do get it on some aspect because we're human we feel like we give our heart and our souls to this I give mm-hmm. my heart and my soul to my kids he's see he's seen how I coach like I give my all and my energy to these guys and I want them to play their best so yeah it is kind of fucked up when all of a sudden you get a phone call and it's like well I ain't playing for you no more you know what I mean yeah. but what I've had to learn is in business the worst thing you could do is put emotion in your business. That's just one thing I've learned doing this because that's the reality of it. YBA and, and my training company is a business that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. And and we have a business model. I cannot afford to put my emotions in the business because that's when you make bad decisions. You right. So I've also had to learn that when it comes to, recruiting kids and and coaching kids and then making moves for themselves like when I recruited you I I don't know no I I don't think you respond I think you look but you didn't say anything but I don't think like I said like oh well fuck you then or anything you know I mean like no he just he just didn't he you know he clearly had his team which was fine and and I just was like thanks for hearing me out like i mean you know yeah. just thanks for checking out the message because i think i just messaged you on instagram or something like that and that was it and i i don't take it personal you know what i mean I, but i i've had kids who've left me for other programs and what i learned to do is i said okay every year team lillard oakland soldiers uh lake show all these guys keep going after guys that i coach and that i train okay so i figured out how can i use this rather than fight against this right west coast the let's be these are the programs that are bigger than me in my opinion and what i mean by bigger is they have the shoe contracts Mm. that i wish i had i have a nike contract but it ain't the one like the soldiers got but it's soldiers team lillard and a west coast elite Mm. those three um i'm friends and have the phone numbers to all three directors (laughs) and all 16 u and 17 u coaches it's not by accident that's because I realized they're going to take some of my top players. Mm-hmm. So instead of making my player feel like shit, mm-hmm. right, and and souring that relationship, why don't I build a relationship and rapport with these guys and then I can broker that deal and then eventually that's going to come back to me in a positive way, For some sure. shape or form. Mm-hmm. Like it, let's say if a kid, uh, uh, well, for example, uh, Malik played for me freshman year. And then through the course of that season, Team Lillard wanted him. And he went to Team Lillard. Now, that sucked because I love Malik like he's another one of my sons. But I had to see the bigger picture, right? He got on a circuit. He got to play Mm -hmm. against some of the top-tier talent. He got to play against, like, Imani Bates and those guys. And that's what helped him. And circle back later, two, three years later, he's now moved to Portland, living with, uh, staying uh, with, 
his older sister and sometimes my brother and my he coach my brother coaches him on the Adidas circuit team international elite in Portland nice. right see how it come off and now he's a junior you know what I mean yeah. so that that's what I mean where my suggestion to anybody who's listening to this any coaches who are listening to this work with the higher programs what my program is we are a we are a high level mid tier program right we're not Duke, we're Sac State. You know what I mean? Both D1s, but there's clearly different levels to it, right? So instead of me trying to, you know, be the enemy of Duke, I'm going to work with Coach K, right? And I'm going to say, hey, I got some players for you you might want to take a look at. But then what is Coach K going to fuck around and probably do for me, right? He'll probably sit me down with the right people, get me yeah. to the right meetings, get me to uh, have conversations with the right people, you yeah. know? So... I, I just it was just kind of an interesting thing I was thinking about because I don't think it's fair to put that kind of pressure on you guys. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. Life's hard enough. I don't want to make a 12 year old have to fucking decide between playing for me and playing for another team and then making him feel like shit if yeah. he doesn't do it. Like yeah. he's in sixth grade. Like life's going to be hard enough. Right. And then, well, and then people wonder how the why does this trickle de- uh, up to the Y or no, I mean, to the NBA. Yeah, right. True. Because that's why some of these NBA players want to create their super teams and and want to play with their. I mean, that's AU culture. I yeah. mean, that 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 culture is is what it is. Hopping, so, hopping teams and yeah, switching yeah. around. Now again, I don't think. And again, the, uh, let me make it also clear because I've also said this in previous episodes with the disclaimer. I don't think you should move teams if you're looking for some some type of vindication. I don't believe in moving laterally. I believe in moving up, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to move, make a move mm-hmm. that's best for you, not just because they're saying what you want to hear, right? Not, oh, you're the man. Oh, you can shoot the ball 50 fucking times, and you're the man over here. Like, how how is that helping that kid become better? Because, again, if you want the purest example of it, look at Julian Newman. He got he got to be the man and shoot fifty yeah. shots and do whatever the fuck he want. I mean, yeah. his dad built a high school for him, yeah, a bullshit high school, but he built yeah. it for him. Yeah. And that kid is going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, you could you could say his height, no, no. I mean, the kid had some potential to be a mm-hmm. he could be an NAI kid or something like that. Yeah. But because he wasn't taught basketball, yeah. he was taught about that his ego is bigger than the game. He now has nowhere to go. Because nobody wants to take on that headache. I don't give a fuck how much media attention you get. Nobody wants to take on that headache. Yep. So, you know, let that hopefully let that be a lesson for those who listen out there. And for and you're hearing it from guys who are athletes that they don't want to deal with that shit either. Coaches, you know, trainers and shit, stop putting pressure on these kids like that, in my opinion. Just if, if that's how you got to live your life, you do what you got to do. You're a grown man. I ain't going to tell you. I can't tell you not do that. But my suggestion would be listen to them because ultimately it is about them. Right? Yep. So uh, last deal, uh, just want to make a couple shot, quick shout outs, and then we'll, we'll get out of here because I feel like Kendall's about to fall the fuck asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we, no. we, we've been up since 5 a.m. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. No, um. No, I definitely want to give Ryan from Touch Shooting a shout-out because I had a good conversation with him. Uh, Me and him are potentially talking about doing some stuff, collaborating together. Nice. Um, It's always good to 
you know, try to work with uh, another brother who's who's really trying to do right for the kids and obviously his own company, which I have no knock on. Touch Shooting seems to be making a mark for themselves, so keep that up. Uh, CTB, uh, Coach J, obviously for you and all that you do and talking to me the right way. Uh, the Oh, I want to give a shout-out to Joe because you guys saw the other episode of yeah. that docu-series thing. Yeah, yes, I, I really want to give him a shout out because he's he's working hard man it, um he's shit he's always out there filming doing something taking photos so the fact that he took a, that time to do that for me I, I i really appreciate it uh other than that i think i think that's a wrap for me you got anything mark no i just uh just want to say you know good luck mj Kendall. um you guys are what leaving next week Right, and yeah, guys, I'm leaving next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, on, he's leaving, leaving the week after. He's leaving. On, yeah, man. So I just want to say good luck. Yeah, um, I think I leave next Friday. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. so you're going, going. Huh? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say you know good luck to to them and um like I said uh, MJ is the best unsigned guard in the country. So I just want to <laughs> let that out there. All right. <laughs> well, again, we appreciate everybody who's checking us out. Appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, again, thank you too for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Uh, no problem. Uh, I'm glad things are going well for you, big time. I Appreciate really am. It. Uh, and Kendall, obviously, I wish you a bunch of luck. Go out there, kill it, right? Um, for those again, please again hit that subscribe button. I know you guys get tired of hearing that, but it does help. It really does help, especially with that uh, YouTube algorithm. Um, the more likes, more people can see it. Uh, and, and it just helps us because, again, we want to know that we're doing something that, you know, you guys want to hear. The biggest benefit for me is I'm learning. I'm learning from these kids. I'm learning from different coaches. I'm learning from different trainers. And I value that. Uh, definitely want to give uh, Ty a shout out, as always, because he's working hard behind that camera for us and doing Sorry. great work. Again, my mom always appreciates it, bro. So she tells me all the time. She's like, I love what he does this. So, you know, keep, 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 keep doing that shit. Um, Mark, you got anything to add? No, no. Shout out to Ty. Ty. Guy Ty. <laughs> Again, please follow us on our social media. The links will be in the description for uh, the show and on YouTube. Um, if you have any questions, comments, if you just want to uh, say good job if you want to say terrible job we'll, we'll take all information and, and and listen to it i'll respond to you on youtube if you got something to say i don't care just uh please keep supporting we appreciate you uh again you guys uh thanks for coming out everybody be safe out there uh protect yourselves from covid and enjoy your christmas and we are out